Hi there, my name is Jeanette Anderson and welcome to the EULA Power podcast where we discuss topics of interest to the Power community as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today, I'm joined by our guests, Ilaria Galetti and Simona Bellagambi from Eurodis. So stick around to meet them. On today's show, we will be initiating a new series within the podcast where we aim to get to know the European organizations that collaborate with Eula Pare a little better, starting with Eurodis. We will find out more about their story, their connection to Eula Pare, and the excellent work that they do for people with rare diseases in Europe, including people with RMDs. There's a lot of ground to cover, so let's get started. Welcome, and thank you for being here today, Ilaria and Simona. Hello, Jeanette. Hi, It's a pleasure for me to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to have you here, Simona. Yes, thank you very much, Jeanette, and thanks to Pare for inviting us. Of course, we're very glad to have you here, Ilaria. Now, Simona, can you tell me a bit about Eurodis? What does the organization do? What are its activities? And how do you support patients? Eurodis gathering close to 1,000 patient organizations across the board has created the biggest community for rare diseases. And we know how rare diseases uh, peculiarities are to be fragmented across countries and across the world. So it is so important to be united under this big patient umbrella organization, and which mission is to improve the lives of the people living with the rare diseases, which are 30 millions in Europe, 300 millions worldwide. Really, I insist in these numbers and these figures because I think it is important when we talk about rare diseases, knowing that being rare doesn't mean to be really few because 30 millions in Europe and 300 millions in the world as a big community. And this is just for people living with the rare diseases and we have to include their families. So it's even a bigger number. This is why it's so important that our voice is heard and this is what Eurodis does. And it does because despite all peculiarities and differences among the different diseases, we have common needs and we face common challenges. But we want also to strengthen the patient voice and shape the research policies and the patient services. Eurodes is engaging patient. That means that raising skills and competencies can allow patients to be engaged in the decision-making processes. And I think this is very much important and this is of the utmost importance to be together because we can be stronger. Yeah, thank you, Simona. You're really in touch with a lot of people and I think you is, is playing a very important part, I can hear. So um, what is the connection between Eurodis and the Eula Pari community? And what are the benefits of this collaboration? I could mention just a couple of things that came up to my mind, actually. So I know that members of PER are um, 
EPEX representatives are European advocacy uh, group representative in the European Reference Network. And we will hear later from my colleague Ilaria how important the European Reference Network are for our community. But then we have Alain Cornet, who is my colleague in the board of directors of Eurodis. What I want to really underline is that the benefit of being member of Eurodis is that Eurodis really provides all members with opportunities for education and capacity building through the Open Academy just to mention one of the most important tools of training, as it is so important to, to be informed through the newsletter sent to all members about all the achievement, the activities, and what we are doing. And I think that within the rare disease community, where the feeling of being isolated is very common, I think that having these tools can really help people to feel part of a huge community. And another example is the Rare Disease Day campaign as one of the biggest achievements uh, in terms of raising awareness and visibility on rare diseases because we are facing the same and common challenges. So through the Rare Disease Day, all these challenges are highlighted. And then our representatives, so the representatives of patient organizations, can really gain skills and competences through the Open Academies. And I know that some of your members attended the Open Academy different uh, courses, actually, so they can really learn from each other and represent the need of your community in this case. Yeah, I think it's very eloquently put that we are supporting each other and uh, the, our main focus is to empower the patients and that goes for both the para community and for every rare disease patient out there. So uh, that's really wonderful that we can support each other like this. Yeah. Looking back at its history, what have been Eurodis' biggest accomplishments or wins for people with rare diseases? I'm not sure that um, we are all aware of this enormous achievement that Eurodis uh, contributed to reach, actually. And we can go back to 1919 with the contribution to the European regulation on um, medicinal orphan medicinal product, as well as pediatric drugs in 2006 or in 2007 for the advanced therapies. This might sound a little bit weird for someone, but I think it is important to understand how Eurodis is now considered a reliable partner, also by the European institution, such as European Medicine Agency, so that our contribution to the documents are really kept in consideration. And this is how we are able to make our voice heard and our needs considered. And then again, they 
can sound just words on paper, but they are not. They are not because it is thanks to our Eurodesk contribution that we achieved the national plans. And national plans are key for any advancement uh, for the rare disease community at national level. So Eurodesk is working at the European level, contribute in the document, working with the European institutions to lay the ground for the national achievement, for the national activity. And again, talking about the cross-border healthcare directive that allows patients to move across Europe because they are entitled to have the best quality of healthcare possible. And this is another contribution, obviously representing our need that Eurodes worked on. I would like to mention the promotion of rare diseases as a European public health priority. This is essential. If we want to move ahead, we need to have rare diseases as a priority. And Eurodes has been and is working on these. And the same did, uh, did it for the European Research Framework Program. We all know how research is important for rare diseases. And so the promotion of rare diseases in these research European programs are really relevant and important. And then, obviously, I think we, we could really say that it's the biggest achievement after the European Orphan Drugs Regulation. It is the achievement of the European reference networks. Now we have 24 European reference networks, and it is due to every citizen to be entitled to get the highest level of healthcare possible without traveling across Europe. And thanks to the gathering of knowledge and expertise, is the expertise to travel and not the patient. Least but not last, actually, is the foresight study led by Eurodis that included over hundreds of stakeholders and thousands of patients uh, through the survey that led to the recommendation of policy that represent the background of a new policy scenario because I mentioned one of the first achievements, the Council uh, recommendation and commission communication that dated back to 2008 and 2009, but now the scenario has changed a lot. So we need an update in the policy scenario. And this is what we are working on, or we have been working on, and we are moving, hopefully, towards a European action plan. And then, just because it happened last December, so it's the last in the least, is the first United Nations resolution on people living with the rare diseases, recognizing all the rights, not only for health, but the social health and social rights of people living with a rare disease. This was adopted by all uh, member states participating in the United Nations that really committed them, themselves 
to recognize all these rights. So I think this is, you know, this provides you with an idea of the huge work and the huge support that Eurodis does for every of us. Wow, we really do a lot. Thank you so much, Simona. And it just shows how important an organization like Eurodis is on the European and global uh, spectrum. So thank you so much for giving us all this knowledge. Thank you very much, Janetta. Thank you, because I'm, I'm so enthusiastic and I really and so strongly believe in networking, the importance of networking, mainly for rare diseases. I'm really glad to be here, to have been here with you today and having the opportunity to explain it to all your listeners. Thank you. Let's take a short break now to share more information about the ULAR 2022 Congress. This will be another extraordinary year to look forward to with ULAR's first ever hybrid Congress, taking place both virtually and on-site in Copenhagen. Join us from the 1st to the 4th of June 2022 for all the latest developments in rheumatology and help us celebrate ULAR's 75th anniversary. Virtual and on-site Congress tickets are now available, so register today on the website and we look forward to meeting you in June. Now let's get back to our conversation. Ilaria, you are an EPAC or a patient representative. Could you tell me a bit more about this role? Uh, yes, thank you, Jeanette, for this question, because it uh, allows me to do something I am supposed to do being an EPAC, uh, that is disseminating the ERN projects and uh, EPAC's work. So EPAC's is the acronym of European Patient Advocacy Group. Each of the 24 ERNs, I will get back to you in a minute explaining uh, briefly what ERNs are, have a group of patient advocates or patient representatives that form this group that works with a strong connection to the coordination team in developing different projects or in uh, some working groups. The ERNs, European Reference Networks on Rare and Complex Diseases have been established in 2017 based on the European Directive 24-2011 on cross-board healthcare. There are 24 ERNs divided by, let's say, diseases, sisters' diseases, and ours, when I say ours, is really uh, the one that includes connective tissue diseases, but this only rare and complex, is ERN Reconnect. And it's a very small ERN with just 10 diseases. And the EPAC role is something that honors me being an EPAC, but gives me also a lot of uh, responsibility because I'm there not to represent myself or just my disease, but the entire connective tissue and uh, musculoskeletal diseases community and also all the rare disease patients. So we have at the moment each EPEX. One is you, Jeanette, and we are very happy you joined uh, with Alain Cornet, uh, our, our group. And uh, some of the EPEX are also patient research partners within Euler. Uh, some of them are working in some projects and activities led by Euler. So there is a real strong connection between 
Reconnect and Euler, we also started working together, Jeanette, on some material that have been developed by, by Euler. So let's say we are the rare patients of PARE. So we are a small family within the bigger family of PARE. Exactly. Thank you so much, Larry. And I'm also very glad to be in that group of patients. So Simona mentioned the different training opportunities within the Eurotis Open Academy. As a patient, how do you benefit from this training? What can it be used for and, and how do you apply? It's been really useful because uh, if you want to really work and be considered as a stakeholder at the same level of researchers, clinicians, policymakers, you must be trained to speak the same language. We have different knowledges, of, of course. When I work with clinicians, I don't bring a scientific expertise, but I need to know what we are talking about. So I applied first six or seven years ago to the Eurodis Summer School on Research and Development of New Drugs. I sent a motivation letter and uh, I sent my uh, CV And then, luckily, I have been selected. Then, three years ago, I applied for the Winter School on Scientific Innovation and Translational Research. I suggest all the patients, representatives and advocates to apply maybe first to the summer school and after to the winter schools because the summer school gives you the basic knowledge that is given for granted at the winter school. But you can also have access, open access to the uh, material on Open Academy uh, section of uh, Eurodis website. These are some of the courses that are held uh, worldwide, but they are specific for rare diseases. So, for for instance, there is a session for the orphan medical products and a very good explanation of the uh, EMA uh, committees. So I would recommend all of the EPUGs, of course, first, but all the patient advocate to at least have a look at the modules. Yes, I think they do very interesting training. And it's, as you say, a good place to start if you want to represent patients in research. Absolutely. Also because you must be aware of your role when you represent patients and they help you in having this knowledge and awareness. Exactly. So finally, a more que personal question. What do you get out of volunteering for your Eurotis, Celaria? Mm -hmm. A lot again. Everything is connected. Eurotis, EPEGs, ERNs, and uh, everything. I don't work on separate blocks. And uh, this being a patient advocate give me a sense to my life because the idea of uh, helping uh, someone or working just for um, improving the journey of the patients, oh, it's great, really. It feels that I am in the right place. And beyond that, these activities let me meet people that became friends of mine. We meet outside our activities 
And uh, we have learned from uh, each other, from good and bad practices. And uh, we built together really something. Just an example. It was four years ago, I guess, in Vienna during the uh, ECRD, which is the European uh, Conference for Rare Diseases. We were at lunch, three EPEGs from three different ERNs. And we start saying, what about creating an Italian EPEG group composed by only Italian EPEGs? Because the final aim of the ERNs is to integrate them into the different healthcare systems. And that's it. We were three friends having lunch. And then we started bringing this uh, project uh, become reality. So it's part of my life, Jeanette. And I think it's the same also for you. And yes. I must thank my husband because I still a lot of time to our job and, uh, and time. But, you know, it's part of the, of the game. Exactly. I think my husband feels the same way. But it's, you're right. It's so empowering to be a patient representative. Yes. So... Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening. And thank you to our guests, Simona Bellagambi and Ilaria Galetti, for talking to us about Eurodis. Join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or other podcast platforms so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time. Ooh.